This is Levi Skipper. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast called Momentum. Our desire as a church strengthening team is to help you build momentum in the context of your church. All right, welcome, guys. We're excited that you're here for our Momentum podcast. My name's Levi Skipper, lead strategist for the church strengthening team, and I've got with me today John Duncan. John Duncan has served in our music and worship ministry for how many years, John? Have you been yeah, I've been here 19 years. 19 years, yeah. seeking to make a difference. I'm pumped about that. You work on the church strengthening team here at the Mission Board. Tell me That's why right. you're on the church strengthening team. Well, you know, the calling to be a part of this, it's all about that, the word call, and it's all about the word ministry. And that word means a great deal to me. You know, the word ministry out of Acts 16, 26, 16, you know, uh, uh, we've got um, Paul before Agrippa, and he starts sharing what Jesus told him. He'd been called to this ministry, and the word ministry is the word huperetus, which means under oarsman, someone who puts their hands on the oars and puts their back to it to make the ship move forward. And that's, in many ways, that's what I what I, I strive to do. That's why, since my calling is about, it's whatever I can do to help things move forward, to gain the kind of momentum we're, we're talking about, where you can move things forward uh, through service and ministry, uh, through the gifts that God gives you. Man, I love that. I love that. Matter of fact, one of the things we're doing with our church strengthening team is we're encouraging individuals to pick up some momentum in the context of their church by focusing on areas where they can really improve. And one of the ways that we want to provide that opportunity for you, if you're listening today, is through our assessment tool. You can take that online. And once you take that assessment tool, it gives an opportunity for you to see areas of opportunity for growth. And as soon as you see those, I know sometimes you're going to take it and maybe music and worship would rise to the top. Maybe that's one area where you could really focus on for growth. So let's say that happens to a church, John. And uh, immediately that church now has a relationship with uh, worship and music. Tell me, what do you guys do to help a church uh, really grow or go to the next level? Well, there's there's a lot of things that can take place. First of all, I think it'd be good to kind of explain that to assess isn't something that we're trying to root out uh, problems in the life of the church, but it's basically we all need to be open to just kind of assessing where we are, not only where we need improvement, but even where our strengths lie so that we can enhance that even more so that we can push that ship forward for the sake of the gospel. And so one of the things that that we want to do is come alongside churches through that assessment tool, kind of find out where uh, we might be able to provide even more energy more resources, more support for those things that are really going well. And, and if there are some areas that need shored up, well, then maybe we can come alongside as well with that to provide some resources for the church. Uh, and, and a lot of our churches struggle in the area of, for various reasons as it relates to music. We're not here to to try to uh, figure out whether or not you're doing it right or wrong based upon worship styles and these type of things. What we want to do is come alongside and find out 
what that pastor is wanting to see happen in the life of their church, and then provide some biblical solutions, some things that are theologically sound, but also methodologically accurate and strong in helping that church move forward and gain the momentum we're all looking for. Man, I love that. One thing that I love about John and his ministry is that he always seeks to build what he's doing upon the foundation of Scripture. Always been very, very encouraging mm-hmm. in so many churches' lives. Let me ask you this, John. Let's yeah. say you've got a pastor, and they're, they're pretty traditional as far as their worship style mm-hmm. is concerned, but they want to move a little more towards blended. Are we equipped here to help them actually make that transition? Yeah, but more than just making the transition stylistically, uh, utilizing the gifts that that church might already have in place to make it more effective. You know, I, I believe God uh, builds in churches certain DNAs, and uh, I think through those DNAs we can find giftings by which a church can move forward. The thing is, is always realize this, a church never is static. It never stays the same. It's always uh, growing and morphing and changing, and that, that's a healthy sign, not something to reject. But at the same time, we don't want to push people in any particular direction, but if they sense that they're going to go in a direction, we want to make sure that we can come along with some biblical foundations so that we're staying true to the Word that we find in Colossians 3.16 as we relate to music, that it needs to be all about the Word of Christ dwelling in our people richly in wisdom and that we might teach them by utilizing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. A lot of times we have a feeling that in some of our churches that uh, hymns that are spoken of in Colossians means what's in that Broadman hymnal or the B- right, Baptist right. hymnal 2008. Uh, hymns is something completely different. It means uh, th- those there are contents of hymns and psalms and spiritual songs, those hymnals, but there's a lot of modern music that God is using uh, to energize and bring joy and celebration, but also bringing a sense of teaching and ad- admonition to the church. So we want to come alongside that and help a church find their way, but also to just make sure that those biblical values are never surrendered for the sake of just trying to mimic another style. Uh, styles need to have purpose behind it. That's good. And so that's that's why we come alongside, and we do have some of those tools to help a church transition, not only biblically, but in terms of methodology. You know, it reminds me just listening to you talk of um, a book I read on worship, which was, uh, I think it was called Worship Evangelism by Sally Morgenthaler. Mm -hmm. But in that particular work, it was pretty interesting what she did is she pushed forward this idea that our worship can be evangelistic in our context. Can you kind of speak to that? How can worship be evangelistic? Yeah. First of all, let me say worship must be evangelistic or it's not worship. Come on now. Worship has an outward dimension to it. Um, There are three primary dimensions of worship that I'd like to express. One is that vertical dimension of where we are recognizing who God is. And uh, it's a dialogue. We're singing to him. We're praying to him. We're preaching to him. Uh, The words that he gives us as an offering to him. And then God is applying that horizontally to the believers in that congregation to edify them, to strengthen them for the work of the Lord. For what purpose? To go out into that outward dimension that many times we fail to recognize how important that is. If our worship is not connecting with outward ministry, then our worship, I believe, is misplaced and misdirected. Uh, I'll give you two case studies. First was Jeroboam, 
They did everything right. And God said through the prophet Amos, your worship is a farce. Uh, Take away the noise of your music. Take away your offerings. I'm not going to have it because there's injustice in the land. No matter what you're doing, it's not connecting to make a difference outside the walls. Hezekiah, on the other hand, did everything wrong. He broke every Levitical rule you could ever imagine when he regathered the people for worship. And God said, that's what I'm after because he's after the heart. Mm. And he's after the sincerity, the authenticity. And it wasn't because he did it wrong that God blessed him. It was because Hezekiah's heart was in the right place. Our worship needs to be authentic, and it must connect with ministry outside the walls before it to be blessed of God, I believe. That's just where I stand. Yeah, that's awesome. And I would say if you're a pastor listening, you just got a three-point sermon right there on worship, vertical, horizontal, and outward, and great, great illustrations with Jeroboam and Hezekiah. Man, that's great. Hey, somebody listening to this podcast, let's say that um, they don't need to take the assessment. They already know. It's like, we need some help in worship and music. So tell me this, like, uh, what steps should they take yeah. going forward? So let's say they know what they need. It's like, yeah. I, we need some help here. What do they right. need to do? What's their next step? Well, I think it's always good uh, to not bypass the assessment tool because I think that helps us to articulate clearly those areas that are needing help. Even the, even when we think that we really know, and chances are 90% of it will show up, it just helps to bring clarity to it. Because when you're looking at the nuance of worship, worship styles, expressions, uh, it's important that you bring as much clarity as possible so you can communicate and hone in on those areas that need the most help. Uh, some of the steps that would take place after they make contact with us, either through the assessment tool or just by going old school. I like a lot of old school stuff. They might just pick up the phone and call me. That's good. Mm -hmm. And I would love that, and I'd love to talk to them. But what we'll do is try to find out where the need can best be met and point them to Keith or to one of the other part-time consultants that will be out in their area. Uh, That hasn't launched yet, but it will be soon. And when it does – All of our regions will have a worship and music part-time consultant that can help them go through the process and find out what uh, tools might be needed to meet the steps. But we will build a plan custom for each church based upon what we see in that assessment and through communication with the pastor, the worship leader, and and other leaders. Whether you're part-time or full-time, it doesn't matter. We have help. Available. Definitely. That's one thing I love about John, just just watching his ministry over the years. He spends a lot of time specifically with worship pastors, and I love the reality that you're building something custom to that particular church, Mm -hmm. because not every church is the same. That's right. Not everybody's in the same place. I know there's some principles that undergird just a strong strategy for worship and music, but yeah, everything is unique to the context. So I, I, I want you to know if you're listening, uh, John and his team, just sharp as tacks, they have the ability to come alongside you and not dictate what you need to do, but help you really navigate change, navigate growth, navigate just your music and uh, worship ministry being strengthened. So I'm grateful that he's on the team. He's doing awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, and the Lord's been using him for so many years. So listen, if you're paying attention, we desire as a church strengthening team to help your church build momentum. That really is our goal. 
I know you want that just as you know much as we do, without a doubt. So we want to come alongside you. One of the ways that you can reach out and we can really begin to assist and help you as you serve the Lord in your particular area is just by going to the church assessment. So absolutely huge. And let me tell you, you want to use the Georgia Baptist Mission Board for assistance. We've got some sharp, sharp individuals uh, who are serving the Lord here at the Georgia Baptist Mission Board, and they want to help. And I just want to throw out there, too, you can get assessments uh, for your church from other organizations. It's going to cost you literally thousands mm-hmm. of dollars. I've heard about this uh, in many particular places. But that's what makes the Georgia Baptist Mission Board a phenomenal option for you, that everything we provide is really at uh, CP level. In other words, it's already taken care of. You're not going to be charged anything. So it's led by some of the best minds in ministry who care about your church in ways that possibly an outside agency can't compete with. Because here's the thing, we want your church to succeed because when your church succeeds, we all succeed. Amen. So listen, again, grateful for John Duncan, grateful for the music and worship ministry here at the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. And if we can help you, we definitely want to do that. So just any parting words you want to throw out there, John? Hey, just say thank you, Levi, for the vision to bring momentum forward to us that we might be able to join hands and and, uh, put our hands on the oars with our pastors and our ministers of music to keep this thing moving forward. We're in challenging days, but days of great opportunity. And uh, we want to help the church discover that today. Thank you, Levi, for inviting me to be a part of this. Yes, yes. I love the analogy of rowing together. That's what we're doing, helping you build momentum.